Hi, this is Becky Doolin. Today we will be reading Acts 12, 20-25. Now Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, so they sent a delegation to make peace with him because their cities were dependent upon Herod's country for food. The delegates won the support of Blastus, Herod's personal assistant, and an appointment with Herod was granted. When the day arrived, Herod put on his royal robes, sat on his throne, and made a speech to them. The people gave him a great ovation, shouting, It's the voice of a god, not of a man. Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. Meanwhile, the word of God continued to spread and there were many new believers. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission to Jerusalem, they returned, taking John Mark with them. Okay, let's look a little closer. Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and well, that really wasn't a good spot to be in for the people as they were dependent on Herod's country for their food supply. So imagine their excitement and hopefulness when appointment was granted and set with Herod. And it must have been some great speech for the people to, um, as it says in verse 22, give him a great ovation, shouting, it's the voice of a god, not of a man. I mean, think about it. What would it um, take to get you off your chair and give someone ovation, right? It had to be exactly what they wanted and were hopeful to hear, something that would have been to their advantage. So now we're moving on, looking at verse 23 a little closer. It says, Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. Yeah, give me a second to get past the consumed with worms part. <laughs> I mean, okay, you know, why does it say he was consumed with worms and died? Well, because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. I mean, he didn't agree that he was God. However, by not denying it, he accepted it. And that's where the trouble came from. And, you know, we do have a tendency to want to do things on our own strength and own accord, don't we? And we like the credit and recognition from those around us. It's the words of affirmation love language. That's a great book if you haven't read it, by the way. Um, the Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. But the credit, the recognition, um, all the awards, we like to tell people of our accomplishments and everything that we have won or received or earned. And, you know, in getting that credit and receiving those words, it makes us feel good about ourselves, right? And maybe even a little special. But my question would be, you know, in those times, do we stop and think who was the source of that talent? that got us that promotion or all that credit and recognition? Who gave us that talent to begin with? Are we giving God the glory for forming us and fashioning us? Or are we just saying it's all because of what we did? Now, don't get me wrong. We have to do our part 100%. But it's when we only take the credit for everything without adding in that big factor, the God factor. And, you know, I think it is very difficult in today's world to give um, God credit for things first. I mean, we're trying to keep up with the Joneses, if you will. Um, you know, we need to have a certain size house in a certain area. 
we need to have a newer car, wear a certain brand of clothes, etc. But why do we do all this? Is it because of that recognition we get? Is it because it looks a certain way to others? It says something, doesn't it? Um, in Matthew 6, it talks about giving, fasting, and praying. And that when we do those things, you know, we're not to do it um, to be admired by others. Because if we do, that's the only reward we'll get. And for me, it is way more exhausting trying to make a name for myself or trying to keep things looking a certain way for others. I mean, that just wears me out. And I would rather have someone, you know, after being with me or talking with me, say something like, Wow, I can just see God in her. She's such a godly woman. How does she stay so joyful with this going on or that? But that's my heart. When people encounter me in whatever fashion, I want them to leave with the name of Jesus on the forefront of their mind. And I want them to want more of him. And for me, it just goes back um, to the fact that it's not by our power, but the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And remember what it said in Acts 10, 38, how we are anointed by God with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're to go about in our communities doing good. Man, that's one awesome assignment. All right, let's move on and look at verse 24. It says, Meanwhile, the word of God continued to spread, and there were many new believers. Now, I looked up meanwhile, and the definition for meanwhile is at the same time. And then I looked up the word, um, the definition for the word continued, and its definition is lasting or enduring without interruption. Is that not awesome? So let me put it in perspective for you. So even though Herod took the credit for being a god, if you will, and even though they had tried to kill off the church's main leaderships, um, God continued to move and there were many new believers. So that's why I love that verse. Meanwhile, so at the same time, continued, lasting or enduring without interruption. I love that verse because it is a great encouragement to me. Why? Well, because sometimes I feel, and maybe you do too, that you messed up too much for God to use you, or you are currently in a spot, maybe because of things you have done or choices you have made, that you do not see any way out, or that God has given up hope on you. This verse speaks to me in that, as all that stuff or junk that is going on in our lives, all the mistakes we have made, all the bad choices, that God is not only ahead of it and continuing to work in it, but his word is being spread and lives are being changed. Um, you know, I'm not perfect, nor will I ever be, nor do I want to be, and that is totally okay with me. Um, and when I have one of those days where I am focusing on some of those things I've done, choices I've made, or my imperfections, you know, I'm reminded of all the imperfect people in the Bible that God used. Let's just take a minute and look at those people. Abraham was old. Elijah was suicidal. Joseph was abused. Job went bankrupt. Moses had a speech problem. Gideon was afraid. 
Samson, he was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. The Samaritan woman was divorced. Noah was a drunk. Jeremiah was too young. Jacob was a cheater. David, he was an adulterer and murderer. Naomi was a widow. Martha worried about everything. Paul was a Pharisee who persecuted Christians before becoming one. Jonah ran from God. Peter denied Christ three times, and even the disciples were imperfect. They fell asleep while praying. So please, don't let your past failures or imperfections keep you from the future God has planned for you. Because at the same time, and without interruption, God's word will prevail. God hasn't given up on me, and he hasn't given up on you. And God will never give up on you. Would you take just a moment, please, and say that out loud? Say, God has not given up on me. Now say, God will never give up on me. I want to leave you today with another verse that hopefully will encourage you as much as it has encouraged me. It's 2 Corinthians 4-7. It says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Let's pray. Dear Gracious and Heavenly Father, thank you that you value each and every one of your children. Thank you that you don't have to be, um, that we don't have to be perfect to be used by you. Thank you um, for your grace, your amazing grace, Lord. That is a gift, something we can't earn, but that is freely given. Thank you that uh, you take our mess and turn it into your message of hope for those around us. Help us to see ourselves how you see us. Thank you that no matter what we have done, that you were always there with arms wide open. Thank you, God, um, that I don't have to understand it. I don't have to comprehend it. I just have to receive it. May we uh, continue to look to you for the guidance we need. Thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit, which gives us that strength we need each and every day. Thank you for loving us unconditionally. We love you and we need you. May your peace rest upon us, knowing that you are enough. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen.